Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez, a starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Buenas tardes, buenos días. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Next Step Show con tu conservative New Yorican, Peter Vasquez. Or hey, as I've said before, como decimos en español, el show Próximo Pasos. You know, it's interesting because had I thought of that first, the show would probably call, be called Proximos Pasos. But I do love the name Next Steps, ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. As usual, we've got a dynamic show today. If you remember a few shows ago, because you know what? Rochester politics, New York politics, that isn't the only place that we, that we talk about, right? Because our reach is far. Our intent is to bring listeners in that don't normally want to call in, 346-3000. But a few shows ago, I had on a candidate, one of three candidates that's running for the mayor of the village of Avon. So today I've invited another one of those candidates, and this candidate is the Honorable Jim Harrington, currently town council member for the town of Avon and candidate for mayor of the village of Avon. Bienvenido al Next Step Show, Jim. Thank you very much. Oh, man, thanks. I'm glad you were able to make it. I can imagine you have a, uh, a, a busy schedule. I do, very, very much so. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so Jim, um, I, I'm going to start off before we get into who you are, but we're going to start off. I want you to define a word for me. Is that okay? Sure. All right, sh- sh- great. The, the word that I want you to define, sir, is leadership. In the village of Avon, leadership should be a person who is honest, motivated, has the energy, and definitely has the heart to take on the issues that have been ignored for a long time. And I think I'm that candidate. You know, I I would like to thank uh, former Mayor Richard Burke for giving me the nickname Straight Shooter because I tell people straight out, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not smart enough to lie to you. I want to address these issues that, like I said, that have been pushed down the road way too long, and they need to happen today. Yeah, I got a follow-up question to that. Is there a difference, in your opinion, between servant leadership and leadership? I, I think there is. You know, when you're in leadership, you know, you're trying to do the best you can for the village residents, which is around 3,500 people in the village. So as a servant, I think you have to try your best to do put them forward, to put their interests forward. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've always said, and, and the, the term servant leadership gets used quite a bit, um, but, you know, being a leader kind of requires you to be a servant. It's always about the other person. That's why they say when you're on top, it's always lonely, right? Correct. But, you know, being like the mayor of Avon, the village of Avon, you also have four trustees that you sort of have to lean on. You know, you want to do it as a group, you know, and to make the best decisions for the village of Avon and, the, and the town of Avon. 
Absolutely, because, you know, at least in this country, we don't have monarchies or hierarchies or any of those archies. We have a representative government that even though there's a mayor, uh, you know, there, there seems to be a hierarchy, but there isn't. It's got to be worked. That's what I love about politics. That's why I've always said an elected official, regardless of the seat that they run on, right? It could be, well, council, it could be county clerk, executive, right? Your primary role is always advocacy. Correct. So anyways, so, so Jim, I'd like to get started by our listeners getting to know the people that we're bringing on the show, the guests. Um, but what I'd like you to do is if you can kind of tell us a little bit about your life journey, the next steps that brought you to where you are today, kind of like what made Jim? If they want to know where you are today, they could read your bio on your website, I assume. But what made you? So 12 years ago, I decided to get into politics. I worked at the little restaurant next door, uh, the village restaurant, and listened to the customers' concerns about village government and town government, and that's when I decided uh, to get involved in politics. So for the first six years, I was unsuccessful in getting elected for town council person, But I will tell you, I made 100% of those meetings going there, learning, listening, asking questions on how the town government works. After six years, uh, I was uh, successful, and I'm currently a town board member for six years. And I'm very proud of our town building, our town politics, our town highway department. I think we're running on all cylinders. Just a quick note, we have an open house this Saturday um, from 1 to 4, and we just did a $3 million renovation to the town uh, opera block, and I'm asking people to come. It's open to the public from 1 to 4, and there's going to be a couple guest speakers. And I just want to give a shout-out to former uh, council person Kelly Cole, who was the GC in um, 2005 to 2010, he put together the building as, as best as he could, saved us, the taxpayers, a bunch of money. And currently, we just uh, finished our new renovation, uh, which was $3 million, and that got completed uh, about a week ago. So that's our open house this Saturday, and it's, it's very phenomenal to see what is done, has been done to our building. Oh, man. You know what? You have to leave those notes for me. I'd love to stop by and, and meet you and, and, and everybody else there and see this building. So, so tell me, can, are you a veteran? Are you a, so, a little bit more about your past? Sure, sure. So I was born and raised in Avon and Prospect Street, right next to the Catholic Church. Um, been an Avon resident for 55 years. Um, I've belonged to the Avon Lions Club for 16 years. And the vision in the Lions Club is we serve our community. We're all about vision. And, you know, if a person in the village of Avon or town of Avon, we go to these schools and we check these kids' eyes, and within three seconds, we can tell the parents if their uh, son or daughter uh, needs glasses, and they go to the doctors, and if they don't have the uh, finances to pay for that, our club picks it up, no questions asked. So I've been involved in our community, and I'll just share a couple of projects with you. When the Avon Ambulance Building... um, was in Avon, I put together a group of people from high school kids to uh, Rotarian members to Lion Club members to people in the community, and I saved the Avon Ambulance $25,000 for a roof so I didn't have to pay the labor. Excuse me. The Avon uh, Catholic Cemetery, I put together a bunch of people, a group of people that would work together. Again, high school kids, people from 
the village DPW, people in the community, and I pruned 70 locust trees and saved them some money. So I think I have what it takes to put people together to get these tasks done in a positive manner, in a proactive manner. Um, Absolutely. Hey, hey, did you know that WISL's engineer, Bob D'Angelo's um, uh, grandfather, owned that opera out? Correct. I didn't know the that. Upper block? Isn't that. I didn't know that. Man, I'll tell you, these guys at YSL just continue to amaze me. Every time I talk to them, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're like way more than what I would have even thought. So can you describe the village for us, you know, demographics, culture, how big it is, how many voters, stuff like that? I know you mentioned there's about 3,500 population. So there's basically 2,000 registered voters um, in the village of Avon. I'm running for the mayor because I wanted to give the people a choice. At the Republican caucus, I lost by one vote uh, to Mr. Hayes, and he was a registered blank, and he did get the Republican nod, and he got the Democratic nod. And I feel that the current mayor and the current deputy mayor sort of took your, your voting choice away from you because they wanted to put their own people in office for the next four years because there's a lot of issues, like I said, that have been kicked down the road too long and we have some serious issues that we need to f find solutions to fix, and I believe I have some of those solutions. Well, then let, let's, let's go right here by the numbers. Number one issue that you want to attack. So the, the first one I'll address is the uh, sewer and these, the numbers that I'm going to share with the people listening is they're not my numbers. These are the engineer numbers from the village of Avon. And the first number, and these numbers were taken six years ago, and the sewer number is 18 million. And the, the village operates on a speedies permit, you know, from the DEC, and they have to address these issues because right now they have violations that they're trying to fix, and they're putting a $3 million Band-Aid on an issue that again, it's an $18 million, and this is going back six years. So to fix that, there was four entities that went together six years ago, and this is a solution. You have the village of Avon, you have the town of Avon, you have the county, and you have the water sewer authority. There's four entities that did a study, $7,500 each entity, $30,000 on a study to fix that sewer plant six years ago, and that study sits on the mayor's desk, and nothing moves forward. And there's four people willing to participate on a solution to fix a sewer problem. Right now, we are just about in a consent form where the DEC is going to force the village to fix that sewer plant. We have violated that speedies permit over and over and over in the last two years. I don't know the exact number, but I can, I can find that out. You know? So that, that's one issue. The second issue I'd like to address is we have a water leak right now on Trip Hammer Road. And again, these numbers are not mine. They are the engineer numbers. And that number is 60,000 gallons of water per day. And it's been leaking for six months. You know, that... I, no, go ahead and finish your thought. So, anyways, you, you know, there's, there's people out there that are willing to fix that. You know, there's companies out there. We have the New York Rural Water Company that can come out there and help fix these issues. But, again, they need to be fixed. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. Listen, it's not often we bring in these political guys. Ask your questions, pero mira, no te vaya, because your conservative New Yorican will be right back with the Honorable Jim Harrington, candidate for mayor of the village of Avon. No te vaya.
In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified, general, or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Peter Vasquez. As a next step show on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the next step show. Doesn't it feel sometimes like you're walking the same mile over and over again? It sure does. Anyways, welcome back to the next step show. Welcome to conservative New Yorkan Ellen from Avon, New York. Thank you for calling the show. I hope you're listening. If you're in the village of Avon, let me tell you this. I asked the clerk here to have the three individuals that were running for mayor contact me. I had written one, George Brown, did not get a response back after pouring my heart out in a letter. So I did get one call out of the three, and it was from Jimmy Harrington. And he is the sweetest man. We talked for quite a long time. And he knows how I feel about things. And one thing about Republicans, we don't like wearing masks, and we don't care for lockdowns. I'd like to know. I'd like to hear him talk about that. And I want to thank him very kindly for calling me back and listening to my concerns. Bye. Thank you, Ellen. Uh, Jim, you want to respond? Sure, absolutely. Uh, First and foremost, I would never ask the people in the village of Avon to mask up again. The CDC guidelines right now is moving away from that, and there's too many businesses in Avon right now that rely on, obviously, the customers and stuff. And I would never shut the schools down, and like I said, I would never ask people to mask up. If they're afraid, you know, I I don't think the CDC is moving in that direction, and I'm in that same direction. So, again, I would never ask people to mask up again. Wonderful. Thank you. And Ellen, thank you again for calling and thank you for listening to the show. Hey, I want to spend the next few minutes to have you on. Can, can you tell me why is it that the current mayor isn't doing anything? I mean, 60,000 gallons a day, if I remember when I had your opponent on or one of them, 
He said you were making it sound like it was costing them money, but it really wasn't. Can you define what all that means and, and, and explain the why? Sure. So that's just one leak. This is what well, I just want to just turn just a little bit. And the every village has to do a study report to the state. And just I'm going to throw these. The, again, these are village numbers coming off the Village of Avon website. In 2022, we produced 310 million gallons of water. Unaccounted for, that number is 60 million gallons, and that cost is $136,000. So basically, to give you apples for apples, I looked at the Village of Geneseo's website for 2022, and they lost 9 million gallons. So there's, there should be a huge red flag there. 2021, uh, 51 million gallons were unaccounted for. 2020 was 40 million. So basically every year it's jumping 10 millions, and you're at... 19%, 18%, those numbers are crazy, you know. Somewhere the Department of Health numbers, I believe, are 20 to 25 before they throw the red flag. We're at 19% mm-hmm. for 2022. The current numbers for 2023 probably won't come out till May. And it's just that Livingston County wants their numbers between 7 and 12%. You know, that should be an eye-opener for people. And... I think the current mayor's checked out. You know, he's got a couple of weeks to go. Thank God for the village of Avon. Um, we so, ju- so, Jim, I'm sorry. Let me ask. You say lost. They've lost. What does that mean? I it's mean, somebody's got to be paying for that. Uh, the, the taxpayers. So, basically, I want to break this up just a little bit, and I don't want to confuse people. So, the town buys water from the village. And I did reach out to uh, Supervisor Lefebvre, and I said, what percentage, because I'm on the town board, and I said, what percentage of that is the town? And his number wasn't an actual number. He was estimating between 15 and 20%. So 15 million gallons, 20 million gallons was the town's responsibility. And I can tell you as a town, we have a nice water department uh, person in there, and we're going through and we're putting new meters in and, and, and stuff like that to make sure that, you know, our numbers go down. But still, it still leaves the village at 40 million gallons. And I did reach out to the gentleman in charge of the village of Lima, and in 2022, his number was 11 million gallons. So, again, mm-hmm. we have to fix our infrastructure. And, you know, my opponent was here a couple of weeks ago. He wants Avon to grow. I want Avon to grow, too. But I want the village of Avon to grow with the town because right now, the village needs the town, and the town needs the village. There's no getting around that. If we want to expand in the town or we want to expand in the village, we have to fix this infrastructure. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of key. So let's shift focus a little bit, sir. It, it seems that there's a little bit of contention going on in a very beautiful village. I love the village of Avon. I love the town of Avon. Um, and, and I got to ask. If elected mayor or one elected mayor, what are you going to do to start establishing community? Things like, you know, you hear the words unity, inclusion, things like that. What are you going to do as mayor to close these gaps, fix the, not only fix the infrastructure, but bring your community back to what it used to be? You know, you would have to sit down with the village board and say, okay, look at our, our first thing is we got to stop this water leak, and it's on Trip Hammer Road. That, I think that's in dire need because that, that's a lot of money. Uh, you know, you have to take each project, you know, prioritize, you know, hey, what's on first base, who's on second. And I just think this water issue, we, we got to get it fixed quick, you know. 
and find out who's on board. And I know I've reached out to the highway superintendent, Geneseo. He has interest in helping fixing this trip hammer line because that borders the town of Geneseo. So there's people, you know, I've talked to people. They want in. They would like to help the village of Avon. But you need a mayor. You need someone in leadership who will focus on working with other people. And right now, you know, my, my one opponent said, hey, the village and town's working good together. He was ever so wrong, you know, and it's, again, you know, he has his views, I have my views, but, you know, numbers don't lie. You know, my, my opponent, he can't dispute these numbers, and he was there for 12 years from 2008 to 2020. He pushed these issues down the road, and that's where we're at today, you know, mm. so that's, you, I think I have the right people in place. I've talked to people before, you know, I'm not even elected yet, but there's people willing to work with the village of Avon in town. Sit down. What are the magical numbers it's going to take to fix our sewer plant? What are the, ma- you know, the village taxpayers have already paid for the water, infra- the water infrastructure sewer, so there's a value there. So if the town and the county wants to come in, there, there's a price, you know. But again, right now I work well with the, the uh, supervisor of the town, you know, because I'm on the town board, and I can assure you when we make votes, they're 5-0 and votes, and you have farmers on the board, you have a, a, a resident of myself, you have people in the village, and we all come together. We find a way to work together. Interesting. All right. Hey, Linda uh, Pitt from Pittsford, New York, thank you for calling the Next Step Show. Yes. Could you ask your guest, the uh, person from Avon, if Avon uh, participates in the property tax a reduction exemption for seniors, disabled vets, and volunteer firemen. I know in Pittsburgh they do it, and many other towns in this area of Monroe County. Uh, if you're going to maybe get a reduction in the property taxes for the new year, you have to file with your local office by tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you, Linda, for that call. Jim, do you have an answer? Sure. So we have... Um, we have low-income housing uh, for the seniors, uh, especially on the street that I grew up on, and it's a very nice place. The thing that she mentioned is the fire department there. Our fire departments are currently trying to define what is in, you know, there's so many laws that are uncertain right now, is what is an active fireman? Is it somebody who fights fires, you know, 20 times a year, or is it an active guy that's been there for 20 years and he shows up and answers the monitor? So they're still trying to go through that through, I guess, New York State and each village and town. So they're trying to find that out. So I'm, I'm all for that, definitely, most definitely. I'll tell you, Jim, if I could wave a wand, uh, our seniors would never pay another school tax so long as they continue to live. My, but that would be me. <laughs> Um, you mentioned affordable housing for seniors. Do you have any affordable housing or anything like that, low-income housing for others, you know, just trying to get out of the urban centers? So we do, or, like or I just s- getting on their feet. I'm sorry. Let me clarify that. No. So at this point in time, we don't. And the Village of Avon right, right now, there's really no property for that to happen you know, we do have, like, senior homes where you can go in and it's based on your income. And we have very nice facilities in Avon. You know, there's 70 units on Sacker Road and there's 30-some units on Prospect Street. There's places around that, you know, for seniors. Gotcha. All right. Hey, do you have any next steps advice that you can share with our listeners, um, either 
vote or whatever next steps you have for them to get to their goals? Vote row C. And what's row C, just row, to make so, sure everybody so, knows? So I am a Reds Republican. Like I said, I lost by one vote at the Republican caucus, and I have to run on the independent lines, which is row C. I will tell you I am supporting the two Republican trustees, which is Tom Cushing and Pat McCormick. Um, I, I think they have a grip on, you know, the issues, and they would like to help address them and find solutions to fix them. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hey, how do people get a hold of you? Website, social media? So they can call me. My phone number is 727-6376. I will answer my phone anytime, day or night. Hey, Ellen, Ellen confirmed that. Any last words? I hope people in the village of Avon would rather have a bull in a china shop than a snake in the grass. Amen to that, especially one, in my opinion, who believes in God, country, family. As I said, not a political statement. That is a fact. Mr. Jim Harrington, running for mayor of the village of Avon. Listen, if you're one of those 2,000 voters in that village, you must take the time and study each one of those candidates and cast your vote because you and me, we the people, we control it. Mr. Harrington, thank you for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Notevaja, your conservative New Yorican, has more to share. We'll be right back after these few messages on the WISL stations. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. Ooh, baby, I love you every day. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Next Step Show, ladies and gentlemen. Aquí con tu conservative New Yorkan Peter Vasquez. Hey, did you know that my name in Spanish would be Pedro, or my full name being Peterson, it would be Pedro's son? Kind of weird. Anywho, <laughs> not that you cared. I just found that is is uh, useless fun information but hey uh, i think i mentioned this a few thursdays ago but just to remind you uh, some thursdays or every other thursday we're going to offer some insight into the basics of elections into the basics of civic duty why you should get involved how you should get involved what certain things mean and don't mean and, and, and how things happen right so in order to help me do that i've invited how oh, they no no one other than our <laughs> recently elected the honorable legislator virginia mcintyre and, and and you may ask why am i inviting her why why is she the one that i chose to do this well she won against all odds right in a <laughs> district um, that has been shifting all, over time, and she yeah. did it with style. Virginia, thank you for joining me for the last or for this part of the show. I truly appreciate your time. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me on, Peter. No, I love coming man. on to talk about getting the community involved. 
You well, you know, involved in civic uh, uh, duties, I, I wish more people had these. And the thing is, this isn't even about Republican or Democrat. This That's is about right. helping people find their balance in faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. And I hope people understand they those three intertwine. And you've got to be active in those. And if you look at the most successful people in the world, that right there was foundational. Right. Yep. Uh, of course, you don't see it in a lot of books just directly spelled out. But when you listen to their story, people we've had on this show, they kind of show it. So, so Legislator McIntyre, yes. do yes. you have any updates that you could share with our listeners uh, coming from the legislative uh, building? Well, again, it's been a really uh, busy, I mean, I, I did my first legislative meeting in January, and I, of course, did February as well, and a lot of the stuff that we've been dealing with has been a lot of housekeeping, right? Uh, but we did, as the um, Republican caucus put out a support of the Rescue EMS uh, packet that's going through the New York State Legislature in the budget to support those ambulance and EMS workers on the ambulances, um, and I went down to NISAC in Albany, which is the New York State Association of Counties, and I got to listen to all of the different, I specifically went into some committee meetings. The first one I went into, of course, was Medicaid, and um, Monroe County's Telluride was, was in there talking about some of the Medicaid and housing issues that uh, Monroe County is facing right now. Um, and I went into the public safety committee and listened to some of the problems that they're having, especially with finding a way to, um, to use penitentiaries for these minor offenders, right? Because they've done the raise the age law, but that has changed the way that you house uh, offenders that are 16 and 17. And sometimes those offenders can be quite, quite violent, but you can't put them with adults, so you have to find a way to house them differently. Um, so they were talking about that across the state. And then um, I got some training, a lot of great training, on how to help the elderly, which, um, and if we haven't talked about it, it's one in four residents of Monroe County right now is over the age of 60. And, um, and that's, that's in my particular district, it's almost one in three. Wow. Um, I have almost 30% of my district is made up of older people. And you know how, and I am a caretaker myself. Uh, I take care of my mother, and I am the guardian. I've been assigned the guardianship of my uncle, and that's a whole uh, other issue to swim through. Um, and so we were talking about how much, or better, I, I received training on how how much people just over the age of fifty contribute to the um, to, to the money generated by the government. Right, the tax revenue generated by people over that age is ridiculous. It's like 50 to 60 percent of, of the tax revenue comes from that age category mm. and how how much they contribute with volunteer work and other activities in the community and yet we do not really have a plan to deal with the fact that New York is aging and how do we deal with elder care because we talk about child care a lot but most of us have a relative that we're taking care of in some way because they're older and they need assistance so how do we help those older New Yorkers you know, age in place, right? Not be forced to leave their homes and go to nursing homes. How do we provide appropriate care for them? How do we get them to ask for the care that they need? Um, how do we fund that? Which is a whole set of issues in itself. So there was that and incredible statistics um, there that I got to listen to. So that was one by, part. I'm sorry, did they by chance say anything about reducing the mandates that counties are burdened with? 
Oh, yeah. That was I a mean, big thing because they're reducing the money that they're giving the counties, right? They're reducing the money they're giving for things like Medicaid um, and for the aging, and yet they expect the counties to provide these services to the residents. So the yeah. reducing inflation has gone up, right? So everything's more expensive. They are reducing the, the amount of money they're, they're going to give back to the counties. The counties are locked into the tax rate that they can tax the people, right? There's a tax cap on how much you can tax people. And I think that our taxpayers do not want to pay more taxes. I mean, we are already taxed to the limit. I, I could go off on a tangent about that. Yeah. Um, but the state is expecting these counties to provide these services, even though they're receiving less money to do so. So, and yeah, it's a, it's a big problem. And right? I, if I remember correctly, there, I mean, because this has been going on for as long as I can remember. Yep. And, I, I, you know, it, it, it's gotten to the point where the state has even tied holding more funding for other programs yep. if they didn't provide the services that they, that they mandated. But anyways, neither here yep. nor there. Um, <laughs> so I, I, got, I got a whole education on that, and then I also stayed – to get the extra training course on emergency management. Hmm. And that was really for the executives and the um, emergency managers for our county. I've been told our county has an excellent manager named Tim Henry, I believe his name is, um, who's everybody raved about him, so he must be a pretty great guy. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he is, but I mean, it, it was very interesting to sit there and listen to, especially when we're talking about in conservative circles, these uh, executive orders. Uh, the legality of executive orders, what you can do a declaration of emergency for, what you cannot do it for, um, how it goes through the state. It was incredible to listen to, especially because we're concerned about things like cyber attacks, um, which we don't talk a lot about, right? We talk about snow, we talk about flooding, but what happens if your entire cyber system goes down? Um, and then that becomes an emergency as well. So how is that state of emergency declared and how long can a state of emergency be declared and what you can use it for and what you cannot use it for um, and so, the misconceptions about those things. So, so I have I to assume that? <laughs> that, you were, that, that you were there and that the entire executive leadership at the, at the Monroe County, uh, I mean, from the executive to the clerk to other legislators, they were all, and, and you've got new legislators running now, the, the, the whole Democrat side. I'm assuming they were all there with you, right? So you guys had a big party learning together. Now, Peter. <laughs> Look, as far as I know everybody, they ask me, remember, I am the only one that is, to my knowledge, that is completely doing this with all of my time, aside from when I'm taking care of my mother and my uncle, right? I'm a caretaker. That's my day job, and then I do everything for the legislature. I'm, I'm diving into it heart, mind, and soul, but I believe I'm the only person that's like that in the legislature, trying to follow So, so you were kind Frank's of lonely footsteps. these last couple of days. I was the only legislator there. Um, our county executive and a couple of the, like, like I said, Talia Wright was there. Uh, Dr. Mendoza was there that I saw, maybe other people, I saw other people on the list that were supposed to be there, like Deputy McCann. Um, so, I mean, I saw the names that were there, and I did bump into Adam, but he wasn't, you know, uh, he has had um, the wonderful Richard Tentello, and um, Tentello, I think I'm pronouncing that right, 
and Tim Henry do this course. He was not nice. for yeah, maybe he was doing something else. I don't. I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Listen, I was just wondering. You know me. I'm all about teamwork. I and know and you once are. the election's done, everybody come back or should come back, which doesn't seem to be happening. Anyways, Virginia, thank you so much for that update. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that with us, ladies and gentlemen. Three four six three thousand. Feel free to give us a call. So let's talk a little bit about training, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, what does it mean? Let's let's start by looking at simply what is a political party, uh, Virginia. Oh goodness! Well, it is as most of you, as most of you know from watching the news, you hear a lot about political parties. But um, in America, we have—I'm sure we have seven or eight of them. But in Monroe County, we have the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. Uh, conservatives and working families. To my knowledge, mm-hmm. those are the only four that you're going to find on your ballot. But they are the organizations that put up candidates for elected offices. You can run outside of an elected office. You can be an independent candidate. Um, but the rules and regulations for doing that require a few more signatures on your petitions, which is a whole thing that we're diving into right now. It's petition season, guys. It is. My favorite season after Christmas. <laughs> it is. So, 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 so parties are kind of like the most basics. Uh, organization that you would join. It's a group of people that come together, right? They're organized yeah. uh, with similar, uh, similar political aims. So yeah. so let me ask you this, right? So as I'm looking, let's say I want to get involved. I want to do my civic duty. I want to help with petitions. I want to be part of the committee. Um, but I'm not quite sure what that means. I mean, I get the whole part. It's an organization, people like-minded, blah, 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 blah. But, but how do I know that my values are truly aligned with what I'm about to go support? Like, they all have political platforms. Yep. So what's the difference between a political party and a political platform? And boy, and there is a difference, right? And I think even amongst those of us that are elected, right? I, I would say for most people, like a, a too long didn't read version of that is, you know, the Republicans tend to be a little bit more conservative and traditional. Um, and our Democrat friends tend to be a little bit more liberal. But, I mean, within that, you have uh, a vast and varied range of how people feel about these issues. I mean, the Republican Party, it comes from the fact that I believe it started in the 1800s. Did Abraham Lincoln found it? I could be wrong as to whether he founded it, but he was certainly the first big political leader that was put up by it, was to keep the republic together and understanding that we live in a republic, not a direct democracy. Um, So the republic is this this unit, this 50-state unit that we have. Uh, where each state has its own basic self-government, and then you have the federal, which is the over-government, or the umbrella under which all of our states uh, respond. Um, So, I mean, Republicans tend to be a little bit more traditional and tend to value uh, public safety, small business, small government, Uh, especially because it starts from the idea that each state has its own government, right? The Republic of States. Um, And I think that we see that with the Democrats, that they feel more that direct democracy is what they would like to see. But if you think about that, um, direct democracy would mean that, you know, city units uh, would be making decisions more often uh, than not. And and most of our food that we need to survive is produced by um, areas with a lower population outside of the city. 
So those people wouldn't have representation if we were to go to direct democracy. Thank you so much. You know, we're going to have to do more on this in the next show. Ladies and gentlemen, the voter registration deadlines for the primary, which is on June 5th, or, uh, yeah, for the primary, the voter deadline is June 15th. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to your conservative New Yorican. I'll be right back. No te vayas. In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. The difference is dignity. At Open Door Mission, we open our arms and hearts to help those in need. We treat every one of our guests with respect and dignity. No matter the road that led to us, Open Door Mission is here to help. Give your support at OpendoorMission.com. Has your favorite pizza place been letting you down? Try Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery in Avon. Not only is their pizza amazing, but their full menu and bakery has something for everyone. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery, Avon. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the Next Step Show. Welcome to Conservative New York. And ladies and gentlemen, just to reaffirm, political parties are the organizations that compete for political power. But a political platform is the tool that these parties use. Now check this out. So do candidates. You want to know where to put your support? This is what you need to pay attention to. You heard me say it all the time. Take the politics out of politics, look at the individual, and align with the party that aligns with your values. Look at those platforms. You know, we've, we've got a little bit of time left, Virginia. Um, can we talk a little bit about petitions? Yes, petitions. I had never done a petition before 2022. So if you're listening and you're thinking, I don't know what that is, neither did I. I they sent me out to do my first set, and I had never, I'd never even considered that this was a part of the political process. Um, in order to run for office, and this is a beautiful thing within our democracy, um, in order to run for office, you must get 5% of the people registered in that party, in that district that you're running for, um, to sign off on your being the candidate. And so that's what we're doing right now for all of our different candidates, including our wonderful Peter Vasquez right now, who's running for county clerk. Which, what that means, yeah, what that means is that um, all of the Republicans right now that are committee members, but you can do it even if you're not a committee member, as long as you're a Republican, you can go out and knock on doors of other Republicans and say, hey, would you like Peter to be your candidate? And he's going to need 
5% of all of the Republicans in all of Monroe County to say it's okay for him to run. Which, how many signatures is it, Peter? I haven't looked at how many signatures you, we need for you. For the you know? county clerk? Um, uh-huh. Well, you know, what, what we need is not really relevant. What we want is like 6,000. You're right. Right. So we're <laughs> about to go out and get about 6,000 signatures. And I'm a big signature lover. I love that process of knocking on doors and saying, hey, this is going to be, this is a person we'd like to propose as a candidate. Are you okay with that? And it gives us a chance to talk to Republicans all over the county just Absolutely. randomly. So tell um, me, is this specific for Republicans, or do other parties no, do it, like conservative, do Democrats, yeah. do they do this? And, and do they need any more does. or less than we do? Well, it depends on party enrollment, right? So I would assume, because the Democrats have a larger enrollment across Monroe County, that they're going to need more signatures. Um, but I don't, I can't tell you, I haven't looked at those numbers for sure. I know when I ran last year, to give you guys an idea, there were, there are 18... 18,600, I think, and some odd um, registered voters in my district, in District 4, and 5,465 of them are registered Republicans, so I needed 270 signatures. So that is the number of signatures that I needed to be able to run as a Republican candidate in the primary that I had. Now, I actually got 1,200 and some odd signatures. I went out and got 600 and some odd signatures myself um, because I I love getting signatures, but also because uh, we were concerned about getting double signatures with my opponent and how those signatures would be counted. It's kind of a technical thing. Um, And it's 5% or a cap. The state does uh, uh, have some caps. So, for example, a state assembly district, um, I believe it's like 1,500 or something like that, Mm -hmm. or 5%. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, but not yep. to exceed whichever those, number so. is smaller. Yep, when there's a cap, it's whichever number is smaller. In fact, I think the cap for county legislature would have been 500, or so, whichever is smaller. So, so let me ask you this then: um, Does someone like so? I go to somebody's house, I knock on the door, I say, "Hey, I'm running for county clerk. Could you sign my petition?" Does that mean that that individual signing the petition is in any way saying, "Oh yeah, I'm endorsing Peter," or no. is it just giving ballot access? That is giving ballot access to the person. It doesn't mean, in fact, you can sign for one person and then go vote for another. I mean, that is, I'm sure that it happened, um, especially in my race last year, because of how the petitions were, were done. I'm sure there are some people that signed for me and voted for my opponent. And I'm sure there are people that, that signed for my opponent and voted for me. So mm-hmm. it, it just is you saying, I am okay with this person putting their name on the ballot. Exactly. Just, just a choice for people. It doesn't mean an endorsement. That's doesn't right. mean anything. So tell me, how when we're up at the door, we're asking somebody for a signature. Um, you know, sometimes there's a couple petitions because there's multiple people running for different mm-hmm. offices. How difficult it is for the uh, for the for the person signing the petition, the voter uh, or the registered Republican, Democrat, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult it is for them to sign that? Is it like a lengthy process? Is it no. a, a, just a signature? What, what what's involved Absolutely. in all that for the for the person signing? So I want to be really careful because I, I my my one problem with this is is that I don't want to encourage especially our elderly residents to just sign things when people come to your door. Don't do Absolutely. that. Read what you're signing. Um, 
what you are going to be signing will say Republican designating petitions if you are a Republican. I'm sure it will say Democrat designating petitions if you are a Democrat. And it will say that I, you know, it says, I actually, I have some here. Let me read it. Um, let's see. Whose do I have? Peter, shall I look for yours? So it says right here, I, the undersigned, do hereby state that I am duly enrolled voter of the Republican Party and entitled to vote the next primary election to be held on June 7, 2023, that my place of residence is truly stated opposite to my signature here too, and I do hereby designate the following named person as a candidate or candidates for the nomination of such party for public office for election for the party. So you don't have to read that, but you should certainly look at what you're signing. Don't just sign something when someone comes. Um, they're all different colors this year unless people make photocopies of them. They're generally on long paper. I am looking for a set right now for, Peter, what, what color are your petitions? Are they are the yellow ones? Are we doing I for you? I have no clue. No, they're pink. Yours I printed pink. mine, so they're all white. Well, yours are, I'm telling you, yours are pink. I'm looking at them Oh, right I now. like pink. Um, <laughs> so you're going to see your Republican committee men going out if you're, you know, if you are a Republican. If you're Democrat, I don't know how they did it this year. Um, and they're going to be knocking on doors. You get a sheet uh, for every street of the people that are Republicans that you can ask. And you knock on those doors, say hello, I'm here to get petition signatures, show them the piece of paper, they sign off, and have a nice day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get those petitions. Come on Air Virginia. Thank you. The next time we'll talk election districts and legislative districts. Ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. Leadership is the beacon that guides me. For it's through selfless service that I illuminate the way for others to find their own greatness. Hey, be a leader. Share with us. Advertise with us. NextStepShow.com. Que tengan una semana bendecida. Until tomorrow. Y nunca te olvide. Your conservative New Yorkican. The WYSL stations. Te amamos.